You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. I uh, really believe God wants us to, to glean some things from the message tonight. And I was originally thinking about a message on gaining ground, from, for, uh, gaining ground for God uh, that I wrote many years ago, and I've got lessons on every big aspect of the children of Israel crossing the Jordan and claiming the promised land. It's symbolic of living in Christian victory. And how do you believe we need to live in Christian victory as we close out the year and embark upon a new year? And I believe God wants to do some mighty things in 2022, and uh, we're going to look at a passage here in Joshua in just a moment that all the earth might see the hand of God. And I really believe that God wants to show himself mightily in all of the earth, and perhaps God would raise up North Valley Baptist Church to be the kind of ministry, and I know we already are, but uh, would, he set us in that place, and I think he's put us uh, in, in somewhat of a hotbed, if you would, for some of the things that we're facing in this day and hour uh, to be a part of that process. And so um, I'm excited about the message Uh, tonight. God always does his greatest work in the most difficult of circumstances. And I want to do more than just press on. And I loved our theme this year. Don't misunderstand me. I love the song, I'm pressing on the upward way. But I want to do more than just press on in 2022. And I believe that God wants to manifest his power to the world in 2022. When Joshua and the children of Israel crossed the Jordan and claimed the promised land, the whole world knew about it. But what was it that preceded the claiming of the promised land? And uh, like I mentioned before, I I did a study and I could preach a message on each aspect, crossing the Jordan, setting up camp in Gilgal, uh, the treaty with the Gibeonites, the, the alliance, the southern alliance, and the defeat of the southern alliance and the northern alliance. But what was it? And and I want to look at that tonight, and as I pondered this, the Lord Pastor gave me a whole new message, and uh, so I feel like Alvin Martinez when he says, y'all pray for us now, you know? And so this is a a new message for me uh, tonight, and I believe that God will be uh, use it to be a blessing to your heart. Joshua chapter 1, and I'm not going to ask you to stand, but just follow along. Uh, We're going to look at several different, uh, look at the the same statement in several verses here. Verse 6, the Lord speaking to Joshua, be strong and of a good courage. Joshua chapter 1, verse 6. Then verse 7 of Joshua chapter 1, only be thou strong and very courageous. So if you want to underline that, verse 6 and verse 7 of Joshua chapter 1, and then look down at verse number 9 of Joshua chapter 1. Have not I commanded thee? This is a powerful question that God has just asked Joshua now. Be strong and of a good courage. <laughs> he, he makes the statement there again. Joshua then begins to command God's people, beginning in verse 10, and they respond beginning in verse 16, but look down at the the very bottom part of verse number 18 at their response to Joshua, only be strong and of a good courage. Now, I want you to back up, if you would, to Deuteronomy chapter number 31, and I want you to see what Moses is now telling the nation of Israel in verse number six, verse one says, and Moses went and spake these words unto all Israel, Deuteronomy 31, and now look down at verse number six. So he's speaking to Israel. He says, be strong and of a good courage. All of this is positive. Fear not. Don't be afraid of them. He goes on and on. 
But look at verse 7. And Moses called unto Joshua and said unto him, In the sight of all Israel, be strong and of a good courage. And as I consider that there is a theme that I believe that God wants us to take note of here, as I, I, I see an underlining theme that precedes the faith that was required for Israel to come out of their tents and cross the Jordan, I see a virtue the people of God displayed before their obedience to the Word of God at Jericho. It didn't make any sense to march around the walls and to see the hand of God at work and as He brought down those fortified walls. I see a force before the military genius that was displayed at the victory of Ai. Military generals of yesteryear learn a lot from that battle and much from the book of Joshua. Before Joshua tells his men to come put their foot on the necks of the five kings of the south, we, we, we know that there's a theme that's running through uh, these verses we've just read. And, uh, and before the nation of Israel refuses to quit as they went up to battle against the northern alliance where no miracles were taking place, and they were like the sand upon the seashore in multitude. Before the nation of Israel claimed the promised land, I believe that God wants us to acknowledge the fact that there was a united front with the people of God that had never been seen before by the world. Moses is saying to the people of God, be strong and very courageous. We understand that. We understand that God three times in Joshua chapter 1 tells Joshua, be strong and, and courageous. Be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. And the last time he asked him the question, have not I commanded thee? Kind of gives you the idea that Joshua needed some encouragement. But then we see the people of God responding to Joshua the same way at the end of chapter 1. Be strong and very courageous. And I want to submit to the people of North Valley Baptist Church tonight that in this last service of 2021, if you and I desire to see God do the miraculous and to see His hand at work for the people of God like never before, we need to have and become a people that is unified in a powerful way. As I consider the day of Pentecost, Acts chapter 2 and verse 1 says, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. When God gave Gideon the great victory with his 300 men against the mighty Median army, they prevailed as one man. And may you and I be a part of a ministry that's more united than any other ministry on the face of this planet as we move into the year of 2022 because if we're going to see the hand of God at work the way I believe that God desires to manifest himself in this day and hour we must be a united people what was it that kept God's people from victory 40 years prior was it a lack of their faith absolutely was it a lack of their obedience absolutely but was there also a lack of unity absolutely 12 people voted and ten said no, and two said yes. By the way, just because a majority votes a certain way doesn't mean they're in page with the Lord. 
I think of the statement, you know, united we stand, divided we fall. While that could be a theme for the message tonight, I'm reminded as I consider these verses that united we can conquer whatever it is that God allows to come down our path in 2022. We are more than conquerors through him that loved us. You're in Deuteronomy 31. If you could turn back to chapter 1, I want to look at a few verses in chapter 1. The Bible tells us in chapter 1 of Deuteronomy, verse 21, Behold, the Lord thy God has set the land before thee. Go up and possess it as the Lord God of thy fathers hath said unto thee, Fear not, neither be discouraged. And may you and I make sure that we don't move into 2022 looking at the circumstances of life that could discourage us. May we take from the same words that Moses spake to Israel and Moses spake to Joshua, that Joshua, uh, that, that God spake to Joshua and that the people of God spake to Joshua to be strong and very courageous. But look down a little further. That was Deuteronomy 121 at verse 28. Whither shall we go up? He says, our brethren have discouraged our hearts, saying the people is greater and taller than we. Now, you and I could look at all of the giants in our day and all of the obstacles and all of the problems that perhaps face us in 2022, or we can look at the hand of the Almighty. And I love that song, I'm holding to the unseen hand. His hand may be unseen to you and I visibly, but his handiwork is not unseen in our day and in our hour. Look down at verse 38, if you would, Deuteronomy chapter 1 and verse 38. But Joshua, the son of Nun, which standeth before thee, he shall go in thither, encourage him. <laughs> Lord's saying, look, you guys need to realize the importance of encouraging one another. I like what Pastor Harold, who was a staff member here for 19 years, would say, encourage your encourager. You see, disunity breeds discouragement just as unity breathes encouragement. And as I look at, the, I look at our nation and, this, and the circumstances of our nation, I have to ask myself, whatever happened to the United States of America? We, we were united. I think of the last great unity uh, that we saw an outpouring of September 11, 2021. There were flags all over the place. But as I look at the landscape of our day, I realize that politically we're not united. And I realize that spiritually we're not united. Matthew chapter 12 and verse 25, and Jesus knew their thoughts and said unto them, every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation and every city or house divided against itself shall not stand. And I would submit to North Valley Baptist Church tonight that our country is divided because our churches are divided, because our homes are divided in 2021. And if we are going to see the hand of God at work, it's going to be because we are a unified people, unified with the Lord, unified with His Word and the direction that He has for us. And we're going to see God move in a mighty way because of that unity, but it needs to begin in our own lives with the Lord and in our own homes. And we need to bring that unity that God has given to us and that relationship with Him into the church house and, and uh, breathe that encouragement into the hearts and lives of one another. Good marriages are marriages that are grounded in unity. And may I say, if there's ever been a need for unity in the world, perhaps we're living in the greatest hour with the greatest need. I've heard men who've gotten married who would say, well, I don't know what's, 
what's the problem with my marriage? I mean, I don't understand. I told my wife I loved her when I married her, and if it ever changed, I would let her know. But the reality is we need to see marriages strengthened. We need to see a unity between parents and children and, and the home and the church. And there needs to be a unity that God's people have that is, uh, is, is very uh, visible and very evident and I'm reminded of what Paul told the church at Ephesus in Ephesians 2 and verse 21, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. One man said, I, I know how to have a good marriage. Just learn how to say, yes, dear, and I am sorry, and that will help. Amen. But may you and I learn to have unity like we've never had before. So how is it that God's people had this unity and claim the promised land? And how did they unite in order to claim the promised land? I want to look at several, several truths this evening on how they united specifically uh, to see the hand of God at work. And I want you to turn with me, please, if you would, to Joshua chapter number 4. And this is a powerful verse. I almost opened the message with this verse here. But the end of chapter 4, they've just crossed the Jordan. God has worked in a powerful way. And they've crossed the Jordan on dry ground. And Joshua's made a memorial in the midst of the, in, in the, midst of the Jordan River. And, and one man from every tribe has taken a stone from out of the midst of the Jordan. And they've made a memorial there in Gilgal. And look at what the Bible says in Joshua chapter 4, verse 24. It says that all the people of the earth might know the hand of the Lord, Amen. that it is mighty, that ye might fear the Lord your God forever. Would you read that verse with me? Ready? Begin. That all the people of the earth might know the hand of the Lord, that it is mighty, that ye might fear the Lord your God forever. How badly do we desire the world to see the hand of God at work in 2022? With all the craziness in our world today, what an opportunity that lies before us what an opportunity to watch the hand of Almighty God manifest Himself to a wicked and lost and dying world. And I'm reminded tonight there is unity in opportunity. Just the word. I was typing this actually at 6 o'clock this morning. And as I was typing the word opportunity, I noticed that the word unity was right there. There is unity in opportunity. You see, they unified around bringing glory to God. It brings glory to God when his hand is manifested through his people. When we are unified and we walk by faith and not by sight, when we're obedient to his word, even when it doesn't make sense and trust him. And 1 Corinthians 10.31 says, Whatsoever therefore you eat or drink, whatsoever you do, do all to the glory of God. And as we uh, close out 2021 and move into 2022, may we more than ever before be determined to do what all that we do to bring glory to and honor to the Lord. They unified around bringing glory to God, but they also unified around the Word of God. And there's so much to say about every point, and I'm just moving through these quickly. Joshua chapter 1 and verse 8, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Unity and courage come from the Word of God. Moses had been literally writing the book of the law, and this book is now handed off to Joshua. He was to read it and meditate upon it night and day, and, 
and be, uh, uh, reminding the people of it and being obedient to the word of God. And I am considering tonight the fact that if Joshua was able to lead God's people to victory with only five books of the Bible, how much more could you and I do in 2022 with 66 books and the preserved, infallible word of God? Turn with me, if you would, to Joshua chapter 8. I want you to see with me, and th this verse I'm going to use for a couple of different purposes, but I think it'll be very helpful tonight as you look at it together with me. But uh, Joshua chapter number 8, if you would, tonight, and they've now, uh, they've now uh, pierced through the center of the promised land. God has given to them Jericho. They were defeated the first time at Ai for a couple of reasons, and I don't have time to get into all of that. But then God in chapter 8 gives them victory over Ai. And listen carefully now. They have cut the north off from the south. They've taken, they've taken control of the central part of the promised land. And as we come now to Joshua chapter 8, look down at verse 34. I wish I could back up to verse 30 to 34. But look at verse 34. And afterward, he, Joshua, read, circle this word if you would, all. And then underline the words. That's what I've done. You can circle them all, underline them all, but mark those if you would. If you don't mind marking your Bible, all the words of the law. You see that? The blessings and the cursings according to, here it is, all that is written. Powerful in the book of the law. Verse 35, there was not a word of all that Moses commanded, which Joshua read not before all the congregation of Israel with the women and the little ones and the strangers that were conversant among them. <laughs> I'm thankful we have a perfectly preserved word of God today. Wow, to think that Joshua sat down and read all that Moses had given to him of God's word. He had passed it from generation to generation and now Joshua is sitting down with the people. I'm talking about the ladies and the children and there was not one word. By the way, I'm thankful that man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Joshua made sure that all of God's words were given to God's people. And it breaks my heart today. There are major passages in the Word of God that some Bible-believing churches are ashamed of or stray away from. Brother Cooper said it well recently. He said, we have a Bible-believing Christians today, but they're not Bible-reading Christians. And as I considered that, I was reminded, if we say that we believe the Bible, should we not read the Bible? They unified to bring glory to God. They unified around the Word of God. But thirdly, they unified behind the men of God. If you'll turn back with me at chapter number one, I want you to see with me some important truths here. The Bible tells us in verse 17, according as we hearken unto Moses. Now this is God's people responding back to Joshua. In all things, so we will hearken unto thee only the Lord thy God be with thee as he was with Moses. And you know, the Lord showed this to me as I begin to ponder this thought of unity and how we see God speaking to Joshua, Moses speaking to the nation of Israel and Joshua and the people of God responding the same way. They were all unified together. They were unified with the Lord and the leaders and the people. It was a beautiful thing. But Moses' name in the book of Joshua is mentioned 50 Eight times. Think about that. 58 times. It is very obvious that Joshua deeply cared about his heritage. It is very obvious that 
Joshua deeply cared about the legacy of Moses. Because without Moses, no one would have ever entered the promised land. And they would not have been given the law of God. Moses, the great lawgiver, the very legacy of Moses was not centered on man's reason, but rather God's revelation. Joshua and God's people were unified in their commitment to honor their heritage and the legacy of this great patriarch that God had so graciously uh, allowed them uh, to be led by. But not only were they unified behind Moses, but they were unified behind Joshua. Their future was dependent upon this. Look at verse number 18 of chapter 1. They said to Joshua, Whosoever he be that doth rebel against thy command and will not hearken unto thy words and all that thou commandest him. Now this is a little extreme, folks. He shall be put to death. Only be strong and of a good courage. You see, Joshua had personally witnessed the division of God's people. He personally heard the murmurings 40 years prior. And how grateful he must have been to witness their unyielding spirit of unity. God had taken off the scene the older generation because of their lack of faith and obedience, but their discord and their disunity. God said, Joshua and Caleb are going to go into the promised land. And I'm reminded tonight that this is considered in Acts chapter 7, the church in the wilderness. Numbers 27 talks about the congregation of the Lord. But I want you to take your Bible and hold your spot here and turn to 1 Corinthians. We're going to look at some verses in chapter 1, chapter 2, and chapter 3. And I'm trying to hasten, Pastor, for the sake of time. I'm moving as quickly as I can. And we're moving quickly in our Bible study tonight. But there was a dish unified church at Corinth, and it had all kinds of problems. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 10, Now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that ye all speak the same thing, unity, and that there be no division among you, but that ye be perfectly joined together in the same mind. That only happens through the Word of God. It's not just the Spirit of God, because the Spirit of God always drives us to the Word of God. And the same judgment, verse 11, for it hath been declared unto me of you, my brethren, by them which are of the house of Chloe, that there are contentions among you. He says in verse 12, Now this I say, that every one of you saith, I am of Paul, and I am of Apollos, and I am of Cephas, and I am of Christ. Oh, there's four different directions this church is going. Verse 13, is Christ divided? That's a powerful question. And then Paul brings the hammer down in verse 14. I thank God I baptized none of you, he says. And then he says, well, there is a few, Crispus and Gaius. <laughs> Verse 15, lest any should say that I baptized in mine own name. Wow. There was an idolatrous spirit in the church about the leadership, and Paul said, I'm not having anything to do with it. This church cared more about the personality of man than they did about the power of God and the Word of God. And that's why Paul said in the next chapter, if you look at chapter 2 and verse number 5, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Perhaps they cared more about a preaching style of man or the leadership skill of man than the actual changing power of the very Word of God. Look with me now, if you would, at chapter number 3. Paul goes on to say in verse number 1, And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. Then he says this, I have fed you with milk and not with meat, 
For hither you are not able to bear it. And then look at this statement. Neither yet now are ye able. He, he was saying, look, there's nothing wrong with being a, a baby Christian. But when you stay in that state, when you stay in that position, he says, verse 3, For ye are yet carnal, for whereas there is among you envying and strife and divisions, are ye not carnal and walk as men? For while one saith, I am of Paul, and another, I am of Apollos, are ye not carnal? Who then is Paul? <laughs> That's a good question. He, he, he asked that uh, question. For one saith, I'm of Paul, another of Apollos. He says, are you not carnal? Who then is Paul and who is Apollos? But ministers by whom ye believe, even as the Lord gave to every man. I have planted in Apollos water, but here it is. God is the one who gave the increase. So then neither is he that planteth anything, neither he that watereth, but God that giveth the increase. The most powerful service that Golden State Baptist College witnessed in the fall of 2021 was a service that had a missionary from Mexico who preached. And honestly, there were times in the message you had to strain to hear what he was saying. One student approached me after the powerful message, and I mean, God was moving in a very unique and powerful way. By the way, they are seeing, Pastor, you talk about it often, by the droves people coming to Christ. By the droves, thousands and thousands and yea, hundreds of thousands. And I'm telling you that while the special music was singing, the students of Golden State were coming to the altar before the preaching even started. But the man was not charismatic in any way, shape, or form. But boy, he had the power of God as he preached. He had the presence of God. One student said to me, you know, if I were to picture what Jesus would sound like as he preached, he said, he reminds me of who Jesus would be. What would have happened if God's people in Joshua chapter 1 had responded in verses 16 through 18 by saying, Hey, Joshua, you're not my leader. Moses is my leader. Joshua. If you and I believe the Bible, we must be careful not to magnify personality over the power of the Word of God. I feel sorry for every Christian who has that mentality. Maybe you'll send me down the road as a staff member. I am a pastor. I'm not the pastor, and I understand that. The pastor wants me to exercise my spiritual gifts, so I'm going to step into a little bit of a more pastoral road as I say this. But the livelihood in the future of North Valley Baptist Church is partially based upon the ability of God's people to follow the Joshua that God raises up for this ministry someday. They were unified behind the men of God. Fourthly, they were unified in their care for the people of God. I don't have time to develop all of this, but they divide up the land. It's a wonderful thing. There's unity, unity, unity. There's a couple of hiccups. Oh, the tribe of Manasseh got a little bit sideways, but they worked through that. They were a unified. God's people were unified with the Lord and each other on every front. And Jesus prayed in John 17, 21, that they all may be one as thou, Father, art in me and I in thee, that they also may be one in us that the world may believe that thou hast sent me. And too often, 
The world views Christianity as people who are fighting and even hating each other, which sadly is one of the reasons many don't accept Christ as their Savior in 2021. But if God's people would exemplify unity and godly biblical love towards one another, more people, I believe, would be drawn to Christ and perhaps we could see the, desire, uh, the desired revival that we're praying for. Ephesians 4.3, endeavoring to keep the unity in the spirit of the bond of peace. How did the children of Israel reap the blessing of the promised land? It was not their righteousness. Deuteronomy chapter 9, you can study that out. But as one poet said, and I like this, to dwell above with saints we love, oh, that will be glory. But to dwell below with saints we know, well, that's another story. God has intended for us to complete one another and not to compete with one another. That's the whole purpose of the body of Christ. Pastor preached a powerful message on that recently. Many years ago, there were two students from Chicago Kent College of Law. Overton was one gentleman's name. It's an older name. He graduated with the highest of academic honors. He was a blind man, and when he received his honor, he insisted that half of the credit be given to his friend Kasperzak. <laughs> That's another interesting name. Kasperzak was a man who had no arms and would help guide his blind friend up and down the stairs and all around the college campus. Their friendship blossomed into a powerful example of unity and interdependence. The blind man carried all the books that the armless man would read during their study time. And thus, the deficiency of each individual was compensated for by the other's ability. And that's what the body of Christ is all about tonight. Sadly, many Christians are like porcupines in the winter. They need each other, so they try to huddle together for the warmth, but they needle each other, amen? Oh, they've got some good points, perhaps, but it's painful to get close to one another. May God help you and I not do the same. And I would submit to you lastly, they were unified in prayer. I believe that those last verses of the chap chapter 1 are not only uh, the people of God's response to Joshua, but their prayer for him as well. And I'm reminded of the importance of prayer. And I'm so thankful that this church is a church that believes in prayer. And when a church operates solely as an organization, it has no more power than any other human organization in the world today. The church is a living, breathing organism, not, a, not an organization. And it's to be spiritual, not to be secular. Proverbs chapter 30 tells us that there are four things which are little upon the earth, but they are exceeding wise. And verse 27 says, the locusts have no king, yet they go forth, all of them, by bands. And by way of conclusion, the massive impact of this small creature is seen by its wisdom to work in unity. And I asked my church family as we close out 2021, let's unite like never before as we move into 2022. Joshua knew that Israel's victory to possess the land was dependent not only on their faith and obedience to the word of God, but they also had, uh, uh, they had to step into the Jordan River as a unified force like never before. I ask the question tonight, is there unity in your home? Teenagers, is there unity between your parents? Couples, is there unity in your marriage with your parents even? With your loved ones? Is there unity with your neighbors and coworkers? And do you bring unity to the people and to the ministry of North Valley Baptist Church? With heads bowed and eyes closed tonight as we stand together.
That all the hand, that all the world may see the hand of God. That's my prayer for 2022. I want to God, I want God to move in such a powerful way that his hand can be seen just as he parted the waters of the Jordan. We could go on and on about the miracles. The walls of Jericho crashing down, the hailstones cast down from heaven. Yes, we must have faith, and yes, we must believe the Word of God, but we must be a unified people like never before. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.